0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Minister for Finance, Pascal Donohue, Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. So when we had the Taoiseach on a couple of weeks ago, um, what he said to us made headlines for weeks afterwards. So I'm hoping you do the same for us uh, this morning. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll do my
0: best, Joe. (laughs) Um, Now, we are just hearing from listeners that this particular lockdown, this uh, level five period, is maybe more difficult than any that came before. I presume in government you're well aware of that.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we are now uh, at the year anniversary uh, of the arrival of COVID into our country, and the toll it is taking on so many is so big. Uh, uh, if a year ago uh, we had said to each other that we would still be in a lockdown now, uh, it would have been to cause such 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 worry, such anxiety. Uh, on the other hand, I would say that if a year ago we'd also said that we would be approaching at this point of the disease, with many vaccines available, with the growing proof that the vaccines are capable of making a huge difference to the disease, that would have been a source of hope. And it should be a source of hope. Uh, And uh, while I know the worry, the exhaustion and the anxiety is so high for so many at the moment, I do know that our vaccine programme and our efforts to reduce the spread of the disease are working. And we'll get to a better place later on in the year.
0: Now, in the Taoiseach's speech a few weeks ago, he referred to the government's intention of having 82% of all of us with at least one jab by the end of June and 55% of us with two if it was a, a two-dose vaccine. Can that still happen? Well,
1: if we were to guess uh, the quantity of vaccine that we have ordered and we've ordered 18 million doses for our country, if we were to get the quantity of that vaccine on broadly similar times to what we expect to get us, then we would be able to deliver very demanding goals and very important goals like that. But the truth of it, Joe, is that if less vaccine is available to Ireland, despite our very best efforts, it will affect the speed of our rollout programme and it will affect our ability to deliver those kind of goals. And we'll know for certain where we will stand against those goals when we are clearer on what kind of vaccine supply we're going to get in in April, May and June. We're going to have far more vaccines available for our quarter, for our country in the second quarter of this year versus where we are now, far more vaccine available. But it is becoming the case at the moment, Joe, that that vaccine isn't coming in in the amount we expected or in the time we expected, I, I, and we're doing all we can to influence that and change us.
0: And do you believe, Minister, that uh, firms, um, the firm that is involved here primarily at the moment is AstraZeneca, but not the only one, have overpromised and will continue to under-deliver?
1: I believe when they made the promises that they did in relation to how much vaccine would be available and when, I believe those promises and commitments were given then in good faith. But I do believe two things have happened. The first thing is a positive thing, which is that the evidence that these vaccines can make a huge difference is growing. But as the evidence grows, the global demand for the vaccine grows as well. And the second thing, then, is trying to supply this quantity of vaccine to the entire world is proving very, very difficult. Um, uh, But regardless of what the reason for this is, uh, you know, we've 154,000 of our mums, our dads, our grandparents, our nurses, our doctors vaccinated today. When we get vaccine in, we'll use 95% of us within seven days of that vaccine arriving into Ireland. And we will turn vaccines into successful vaccinations. But the whole world is looking for this stock at the moment, and it is influencing our ability to get it to our country. And
0: and do you feel, as part of the European Union, that the European Union is not being treated the same as the US Or the UK, and they seem to be able to get the vaccines as promised, while we as part of the EU are not. Uh,
1: It it is a fact that we are not getting uh, the quantity of vaccine on the timings that we expected and agreed um, uh, in a way that we had said we would earlier on in the year. That is the case. Uh, the amount of vaccine that we are due to get is very different to what we expected, and that is a common experience across the European Union. It does reflect a couple of different things that happened. Uh, Some countries in the world decided to vaccinate and begin vaccinations earlier than the European Union did, um, and they decided to make a different use of the vaccine uh, to what we were planning to do here in the EU, and that has influenced where we are now. But we just have to redouble our energy uh, to see where we're going to be at the end of this race and to see what we can do to improve on where we are at the moment. And like in Ireland, from a vaccination point of view, we are vaccinating more people than many of the countries in the European Union are. We've 18 million doses ordered for our country. And AstraZeneca, just to put a bit of context on that, AstraZeneca is one-fifth of the vaccine that we are expecting ...across the second quarter of this year. And that is why developments such as the clearance of the J&J vaccine are potentially such positive for Ireland, Mm. because as that stock becomes available, we'll be able to use it really quickly.
0: Okay, but I mean, as Minister for Finance, obviously you're very concerned about so uh, many parts of the economy being in the deep freeze at the moment, and whether some of those businesses um, will uh, be able to come out the other side, even with the the, uh, government supports. And it's clear from what Philip Nolan of Neffet was saying last night and this morning, that uh, without the vaccine rollout, we are going to be in a form of level five until at least June.
1: But that is why we have a vaccine rollout. That is why we've already administered 536,000 doses in our country. It's why we've 10,000 vaccinators fully trained, operating in over 30 centres and communities all over the length and breadth of our country. What Philip Philip is saying is correct. In the absence of a vaccination programme, we cannot beat COVID-19. And that is why... We have so much vaccine ordered for Ireland. It is why we've already had over six hundred thousand vaccines delivered to our country. But and it is it's why our GPs are doing such a brilliant job vaccinating our most elderly and our most
0: vulnerable at the moment. But, but, but even with that, the government is still talking about May into June in reality before we see any kind of significant lifting of restrictions. I mean, this is just a, a mountain of time at this point.
1: But the reason why we are talking about those timings is because if we go ahead with a vaccination programme and reopen our country faster than the speed of our vaccination programme, we could end up back at square one again and we don't want that to happen. As I said at the very start of my interview, I'm so, with you, I'm so aware of the strain all of this is causing. But I know you have listeners on your programme today who have experienced the greatest strain possible with the loss of a loved one. And what we're trying to do is minimise that happening as we move through the year, as our vaccination programme works. So when we got into this new phase of Level 5, we did say at the time, Joe, that it would take time to get out of us. And that is what is happening at the moment. Uh, We are, of course, in a position that we've more of our girls and boys back in school now. More of them will be in school in the coming weeks. And it's why we have such huge supports in place in our country at the moment for our employers because we know the reopening has now to be careful and what we open... We have to have a really good shot of being able to
0: keep open. One other thing, um, and, you know, it it may not be on the radar of some of our listeners to any great degree, but it it probably does have serious implications for all of us in a way we mightn't realise. And that is the whole thing that's gone on at Davy Stockbrokers and now the fact that they have put it up uh, for sale. And I suppose for a firm like them, you know, all the knowledge in the world and the expertise is one thing, but it's built on trust, isn't it? It
1: is built on trust. And that trust was uh, breached so badly uh, with the incident that the central bank uh, detected and investigated and made their statement on last Monday. Um, In in, in any part of life, in any business that you do uh, in our country, uh, trust is essential to how uh, transactions are, uh, are made between companies. And uh, that trust was broken, the contract was broken, um, in the issue that the central bank are investigating. Alongside that, though, what I have to recognise is Davies is a very important part, company in Ireland. Um, there are some of your listeners that will work for companies and for employers for whom Davies has played an important role in supporting, in helping them grow. You may have some listeners, some credit unions uh, that have professional relationships with Davies. They employ over 700 people in our country. Um, We have to allow the central bank to conclude their work, which they're doing, um, and at the same time... If uh, a process is possible that leads to Davies continuing to be an employer in our country and continuing to be able to help our economy grow, uh, that's important too. And that's why the announcement last night of Davies looking to see if a sale of that company is possible is an important
0: development. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for your time this morning. That is the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donahue. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.